Welcome to the Weekend Booktopia. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about the books we're reading. Joining me today, a Category Manager for Fiction, Ben Hunter. Hello, Ben. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, we're also joined by Executive Assistant to the CEO, Zia Keruz. Hi, Zia. Hi. And we're joined by Social Media Specialist, Nick Wasiliev. Hello, Nick. Hey, Mark. So first up today, we're going to mention some book news, then we'll delve into the books that everybody is reading, and be sure to stick around until the end of the show when my guests will go to head-to-head to head, to head, in a battle for book quiz trivia supremacy that we like to call book fight. So let's get into it. Uh, book news. We're looking down the barrel of many, 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 many upcoming uh, adaptations of popular um, and not so popular uh, books and novels. Uh, <laughs> we've got Brave New World on the horizon. We've got um, an adaptation of The Underground Railroad. Uh, we've got uh, a Barack Obama and Michelle Obama-led adaptation uh, of a preschool series called Ada Twist Scientist. There's lots on the horizon. What are we most excited for? Brave New World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about I'm all about apocalypse and dystopian uh, scenarios and all that kind of stuff. And that was one of the books I read early on in high school, which alongside 1984 and um, Brave New World um, and uh, the Chrysalids. Those were probably my three standouts when I was uh, mm. preteen, and they stuck to me. So, what I'm interested to see is look, everyone is all about these sort of different worlds, and you know. There, there's so many now that uh, if you don't jump on board, you just feel like you're being left behind. So you're just going to add it to the repertoire, I think. Um, do I think it's going to be good? No. <laughs> being honest, if I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be honest. And and the reason why, like I, from what I remember, I haven't read the book in, in a really long time. It was very, very, like it. what was so really nice about that book was the way it was described, the way it was written rather than what was in it, you know, and I, I don't think that will translate really well into an American sort of series. That's my personal thoughts on it. But, uh, you know, um, and I always find it really hard when they try to take out because emotions, like, you know, the, the regulation of the emotions and all that kind of stuff, how they're going to portray that on screen. When, and it just looks like, what is it? Detergent, not detergent, emergent, divergent. Detergent, the movie. When they're just like, oh, it just didn't really translate to me. So right. that's my take on it. What do you reckon, Ben? You're smiling there. <laughs> I, I, I have uh, no strong feelings on this film. I'm sure it's been adapted before, right? I think so. Yeah. A few times. Yeah, it's it's pretty huge. It makes sense. Um, I'm excited for the Underground Railroad. Uh, that's been done by Amazon and there's lots of money behind that. And that book is really incredible. Um, if you haven't read it, it, it is about the real Underground Railroad, which was the... Um, the uh, freed slaves escaping the south of America um, before abolition, uh, but it imagines a, a literal railroad that takes um, uh, this escaped woman to all these different um, places and elements of American society, real and imagined. It just it just blows your mind. That's an incredible book, and uh, I'm excited to see what it will do on film. I'm not a dad, but I'm also super excited for Ada Twist Scientist because Ada Twist is just a phenomenon and um, having Barack and Michelle behind it is pretty cool. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. interesting to see what things are shaking out of that massive Netflix deal that they signed. Yeah. Mark, I'm sure you're going to be a little bit disappointed that Dune got pushed back to 2021. Try and go a whole podcast without mentioning Dune. Five minutes in and I'm mentioning it. Yeah, it got pushed back to October of next year. Oh, dear. Um, which gives which gives us all time to read all of the books. Uh, one of them, I thought the, the, the it was just the first one or two that were good. And <laughs> well, you know, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, it's an incredible story. I I like the first film with Sting. That's an interesting film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the book so... is amazing. <laughs> That's, that's what we can talk about that. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact they actually, the fact that even though it sucks that they have to push it back, maybe it's because they, they have faith that the, the movie's going to be good and because everyone can't really go into the movie cinemas as much as people would like. It's a, it's maybe they have, maybe take it as, maybe take it as a sign of confidence that they view it as a potential big box office smash and a proper adaptation that'll make you happy. Hope so. <laughs> All right, the, um, and actually, I just want to mention um, one thing about Brave New World. I saw a, a review on The Guardian um, of, the, of the series, and I didn't read the whole review, but the title was just more like Brave Nude World. So I'm assuming there's nudity in it. So. Oh, but is it like American Sunday night, 8 p.m. primetime nudity, where they say, like, darn, and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Australian and European nudity standards are very different to American. Growing up in North America, well, you know, they're very... That's that's true. We could do a separate podcast about nudity standards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll digress. Right. Uh, the next uh, bit of news we wanted to mention was um, a book called uh, Call of the Reed Warbler has jumped up the charts uh, on Australian uh, bookselling sites um, after the author was featured on Australian Story. So it is now outselling the likes of Trent Dalton and Jane Harper. Um, ben, what's going on with this book? I think it's a reissue. Um, but it's, it's it, this is one of those strange booktopia phenomenons is, is, is things can just explode online um, uh, through popular media and they won't be the leading popular um, zeitgeist novel. Well, it is zeitgeist, it's, but there won't be uh, books like Trent Dalton or Jane Harper. This, this, this is an old book that's, that's just rocketed to the number one of our chart. It's very impressive. Um, the book is about regenerative agriculture, which is um, awesome stuff. If you don't know what it is, uh, go watch the Australian story. And if you're interested, go buy the book. Uh, uh, we're going to run out of soil <laughs> and droughts are going to get really bad. Bushfires are going to get really bad. Climate change is really awful. Uh, and regenerative agriculture is uh, common sense stuff that will kind of save the world. Uh, if you have a backyard, get composting. And if you live in an apartment, uh, you can look up a whole bunch of schemes where you can recycle food scraps. Uh, it is incredible, magical stuff. I'm back into it. I think it's cool. Me too. I'm starting that. You can yeah. also find places, people who actually have composting in your area and that you can contribute to theirs if you yeah. have your own as well. So yeah. Really cool. And this was a, a lot of the book, I think, uh, part of the book basis as well goes back and um, about um, how the Indigenous use the earth and how they um you know and it has a lot of sort of themes going back to hey guys they did it right for so long type thing i think that's one of the undertones that i um i i read um is that hey somebody else was doing it 
a bit better than we are now and maybe we need to look at that. Yeah, it makes sense. I can totally see why that's that's peaking yeah. at the moment. But yeah, that's just one of those really exciting things to see at Book Trap here is those, those popular books just shooting up. Yeah, it is good to see those those books do well. I mean, like the last, I think the last one we probably saw was the the Happiest Man on Earth, um, as well. Which actually, yeah. sem, sem, I think it's maybe it's this might be a sign that people are during these kind of times of um, of kind of dis of like you know where the world seems a little more distant, a little colder. People are actually gravitating to the things that can actually be used to, I mean, because I mean, a key thing of that, of that, that Happiest Man on, in, on Earth book was to never really take life for granted. And similarly with this book, it, it has a really positive message of, of optimism that the future is in the hands of, of people who, you know, are willing to make change. And I think maybe it's an indication that people are starting to lean more towards that and actually actively start to engage with it a little bit more. I know we're only going off books though, but... It's interesting. You'd like to hope so. You'd like to hope so. And when, you know, the world picks up again, that people don't get distracted and stay, you know, true to all those topics, I think. And there's books galore that teach us and show us and, you know, um, how to do things better, you know, up, up here, no one's watching, but, you know, in your brain, how to get that all better, how do you lead a better life, a more sustainable life, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully it does stick around, I reckon. All right. Well, thanks for that, guys. Um, now, before we get into the books that you're reading, we are sponsored this week uh, by a book, uh, funnily enough. And the book is Stop Living Pay to Pay by Greg Smith. Uh, Australians are struggling to make ends meet. Many are so overwhelmed by the financial impact of COVID-19 that they just don't know where to start. In Stop Living Pay to Pay, money expert and best-selling author Greg Smith shows the way out. And everything in the book is based on a first-hand account of Greg's life journey. From a rags to riches tale, he candidly shares his personal story of how he fell into and then made his way out of the pay-to-pay -pay cycle. You will feel as though Greg is sitting right next to you sharing his story. Learn from him, feel his passion, and take confidence that you are reading a book written by an author who once knew what it was like to live from pay-to-pay. -pay. So that's Stop Living Pay-to-Pay -pay by Greg Smith, available from Booktopia Editions. All right. Books, books, and even more books. Uh, Nick, what have you been reading? Um, so I have uh, been, uh, I've kind of only got one book to bring this week, but it's been inspired from reading other books over the course of this year. So I, I got the chance to uh, to read um, uh, the, the latest John Boyne book, uh, Traveller at the Gates of Wisdom. And there was a lot of comparisons when we talked about that to uh, David Mitchell's book, Cloud Atlas, and how there's a lot of jumping around of person of of, of different of different people, even though obviously they're very different. It's more obviously that Cloud Atlas is a bit different, but I actually decided to pick it up and read it because I found I found Cloud Atlas uh, this in a bookstore in a secondhand bookstore in Port Macquarie, and I saw it and I thought I've actually never really had the chance to really delve into it, and I have been absolutely loving this book. Um, and my first experience of it was obviously watching the movie, and obviously the movie was utterly okay but it didn't really do the entire concept of these six interlocking lives justice um, that Mitchell does on the page. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm only like about halfway through um, and I'm absolutely, you know, really finding it really enjoyable. It's an absolute dance of genres. He, uh, Mitchell lurches from one side of the book, one genre to the next, but it's never boring, really entertaining, and I'm absolutely loving it. 
Well, I am a huge David Mitchell fanboy, so you have my book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I adore him. So, yeah, that's an amazing book. He's such an incredible writer. Mm. All right. Uh, Zia, what about you? Hi, guys. Um, brow, brow downer. Um, I have, <laughs> that's a warning. Um, so I have this, uh, my background's political sciences and and I always have a fascination that always takes me back to Africa and stories about Africa. And um, a particular book years ago that really just moved me was um, Shake Hands with the Devil, um, which is a, a an account by Romeo Dallaire, who was the Lieutenant General um, of the peace mission going into the, the Rwanda genocide. So he wrote it, um, basically what his experience was, and it's stuck to me ever since, which is horrific genocide um, that took over a month where um, the Tutsis were butchered by the Hutus, which are two tribes in Rwanda. Anyway, leading from that, I found a book actually. I was doing my donations and and because um, I, I, I uh, work very closely with our philanthropist program and I saw this book and it said, um, and it was called Life Laid Bare, which was uh, 14 accounts, the 14 accounts of the survivors of the Rwandan genocide speaking of what they saw and what they experienced. And it's translated from French. Um, and it's um, uh, written by, I'm trying to, who is it? Um, Jean Ratzfeld, Ratzfeld? I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. Um, and it is really touching because it's, it is their words and it is them. And um, I'm always very intrigued by, um, because of the, the, the actual act was so senseless. And there's no reason for it. There has never been an actual political, you know, that people could say, yes, this happened because this, this, this. A lot of people are like, what? You know, it was because of what we looked like or what we had when they didn't really, there wasn't much disparity when you really look at it. Um, anyway, and it's really, really touching. And which leads me to the reason why I read this is because I have uh, in my wish list another book called Machete Season, um, which is, um, on our site as well, which is basically the killers in Rwanda speak by the same author. So he goes and interviews them. A lot of them came back from Congo and, and um, um, from exile and a lot of them imprisoned. And it's them speaking of why. And that's the next one. So this one is the people who suffered. And the next one is that I'm about to read was the people who did the, ki the, the killers, right? Basically the, the, um, uh, the people who did the genocide. So that is what I'm reading at the moment. And it's, it is... It's a long time ago, but it, you, you never, it really shows you what humanity can do, really, and how precious life can be and how fragile it is uh, because these people just uh, are never the same. And um, you go, oh, yeah, well, can they get over it? They never do. And it's the simplest things, the triggers, the, the emotions, the visualisations from their own words and the life they're leading now. It's actually really humbling. That's what I'm reading. Wow. That's really good. That's mm. huge. Yeah, that's that's really hardcore. Heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, hopefully I can go to something lighter. <laughs> okay, Ben. Now you follow Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, I've read a few things in the past week or so. Uh, I want to talk about one book which has had a, a huge impact on me. It's called The Song of the Crocodile. And it's by an author called Nadi Simpson. Uh, she's a Ulroy writer and a musician. She's uh, part of a duo called Stiff Gins. who um, have been around for decades. Um, this book is really cool. It's a debut novel, but it's huge. It's this intergenerational, big family saga, uh, all set in this 
fictional town called Darnmore, which is um, kind of a stand-in for Walgett and the, and the kind of town that uh, Dadi grew up in a lot of her life and where her father and his family from. Uh, so there's a lot of institutional racism and historical injustice and unspoken secrets in this town. And there's also this mythological and spiritual elements that sort of uh, are guiding the whole narrative. Uh, it's really huge. It's really moving. Uh, and it's just uh, incredible. There's is incredible romances and, and like stories of the kind of magic of family woven right through this narrative. It's a really interesting perspective and it's a really cool book and it's super impressive for a debut. Awesome. And is that one um, that's available now? Yes, it is available now, uh, out this month, and it's on fast. Go get a copy. Awesome. <laughs> um, been reading anything else? A uh, few bits and pieces. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that I'm going to talk about yet. I like to. I like to sit on a book and, and digest it properly. Oh, actually, I will talk about one because it was just so fun and amazing. Uh, a book called Ghost by uh, Dolly Alderson, who uh, is a columnist for the Sunday Times. She's a scream, and this book is a scream. It is like, um, it is just the perfect uh, rom-commy kind of thing, uh, but really, really razor sharp, like actually laugh out loud, funny, perfect for actual millennial readers. Uh, it's about a 32-year-old woman who uh, finds romance over the equivalent of Tinder and everything that can possibly go wrong and right. Um, Look at us all, we're all smiling, going, yeah, I mean, <laughs> stories, jeez. I believe we recently recorded um, an interview with Dolly Alderson, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes we did. She is fantastic. I love her. All right, cool. Well, if we are all done with our book recommendations, it's time to roll up our sleeves. Put up your jukes and get oh, ready. No. A bit of Congratulations, fight. Ben, in advance. As always, we have to choose a word that is going to be our buzzer sound. Uh, Nick, what's your buzzer going to be? Um, oh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, I'll just go Atlas, staying with Cloud Atlas for a bit. All right, and Ben, what are you going to do? I'll take Cloud. Oh. And Ooh. I'll just go, oh, because that's all I say when I need to <laughs> word vomit and I'm not going to remember an actual word. All right. Are we ready? No. Please roll. Right. <laughs> Question one. What is the name of the federal agent who is the protagonist in Jane Harper's novels, The Dry and Force of Nature? Ah. Ben. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, um, no, no, <laughs> um, oh, it's escaped me because I've got confused with Constable Hirsch from another rural, um, series. Ah, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Sorry, I retire. All right, anyone else want to jump in? I actually haven't read The Dry. Shame oh. on me. What's wrong with me? All right. Yeah. Well, the answer was Aaron Falk. Aaron Falk. Yeah. 
phone fog. Oh dear, we'll I get actually to... was like, is it a boy's name? <laughs> 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 all right, question two. Name all of the Robert Langdon books by Dan Brown. Uh, 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 Atlas. Go. So uh, these are the Da Vinci Code ones, correct? Um, uh, so okay. Okay. there's one. Okay, there's one. So it's Da Vinci Code. There's I don't uh, look. I'm I'm suddenly like every every time I do this quiz now, I feel like it's a treacherous like thing of that could lean towards humiliating embarrassment that may make everyone look down on me. But Da Vinci Code would be one. Um, Inferno is that one as well? Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, Angels and Demons, I think. Okay. Uh, now, now name the ones that aren't movies. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> what do we got? Digital Fortress, is that one? Oh, that is by Dan Brown, but it's not a Robert Langdon book. Oh, it's not Langdon. Oh, oh. Origin? Yep. Origin? Yes. Origin is the new one, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and mm. there's one more, I think. There is. Did we say Inferno? Mystical, mystical yeah, science, science, the science, the symbol, something, symbol. The lost yeah. symbol? Yes, Ben, lost symbol, very good. Points for everyone. That's <laughs> a combined effort. Okay, now, which of these titles is not the title of one of Elena Ferrante's Neapolitan novels? So there's My Brilliant Friend, Story of a New Name, The Broken Fountain, Those Who Leave, uh, Those Who Stay. Ben. Broken Fountain. Very good. Broken Fountain is actually a book, uh, an anthropological study of Naples from um, the 1970s that I read on it. <laughs> so it have a link. I didn't just When did it. you read that, Matt? I did read it. When? While you were in Naples? No, while I was at uni. <laughs> oh, right. So it was a forced text. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. It was good. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Uh, okay, according to Jesse, too, a lonely girl is what? Uh, wow. Atlas. I think, ben, I think Ben sneaked in. A dangerous thing. Very good. Okay, how many James Bond novels did Ian Fleming write? Was it uh, eight, oh, ten, no. or twelve? Uh, uh, Atlas, it's twelve, isn't it? It is twelve. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even an option. I didn't even hear novels. that. 12 novels and two short story collections. Yeah. Okay, this is a who am I? Who am I? I was born in 1974 in Nebraska. I am a writer of fiction, essays, and memoir, and I have also written for Marvel Comics. In addition to being writer, in, in addition to being a writer, I'm also known as a social commentator, and I am a prominent literary tweeter. My debut novel... Loud. Ben. Is it Roxanne Gay? It is Roxanne Gay. <laughs> Nice. nice. Very nice. Impressive. Okay, cool. So we're about to go into the final question. Point score. Ben is on four. Nick is on four. Zia is on one. But Zia did pay me a, comp a compliment this morning um, over, over Google Hangouts. So I can give Zia a one-point bonus. So Zia, you're on two. Yay! <laughs> Whatever works, guys. Yep. Whatever works. All is fair in love and Book trivia. Yep. Book trivia. Okay. So this is... <laughs> This is um, an opening line. Um, so I always like to do these questions. This is one of the longest ones we've ever done. I'm very curious to see whether anybody will get this. Uh, but there are clues as to what it is layered into, layered into this extremely long sentence. So excuse me as I get ready. <clears throat> Which book opens with this line? 
Abandon all hope, ye who enter here, is scrawled in blood-red lettering on the side of the chemical bank near the corner of 11th and 1st and is in print large enough to be seen from the back seat of the cab as it lurches forward in the traffic leaving Wall Street. Oh, oh yeah. Christian Bale. American Psycho. Yeah. Something like <laughs> uh, Well done. That's Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, final, final scores. Z is on three, Nick is on four, Ben is on four, which means that we have to do a tiebreaker question, which I wasn't prepared for, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I normally do. Question: What is the number one book on the book right now? No, 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 no. Actually, I feel bad because this is I feel like I stole this from Ben last time that I won this. So Ben, you go because I know that you know. I think it should be a different genre, like different. To a book question, yeah, it should be something different. We're so they're both on even ground. Yeah, it should be a like, rock, paper, scissors, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell you what. Let's make it interesting. Okay, so we. I think we all know what the number one best-selling book oh, is because we've already yeah. mentioned it. Uh, what is number two? Clap. Ben. Trent Dalton. Trent Dalton. Very good. Very nice. Oh, she raised eyes. Incredible book. book. All right. Well, congratulations, <laughs> and um, thank you guys, uh, one and all, for um, uh, tuning in uh, and listening. And thank you guys for um, for your contributions today. Weekend uh, is produced by Nick Vasilia. You can find links to the books we discussed today in the episode description, or you can find them uh, on booktopia.com.au. And you can listen to all of our shows uh, right now on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, including our recent interview with Monica McInerney, Gary Linnell, Heather Morris, and Garth Nix. We have been very, very busy lately. Uh, so until next time, thanks for listening and never stop reading. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget... You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.